Do you love Jesus and love agriculture? In the beginning, one of the first jobs God gave people was to care for a garden. And today, many Christians are going back to the land as they feel God's call to steward His creation. Their purpose is much bigger than just growing food. It's about impacting their communities and bringing glory to their Creator. As this movement of Christian agrarians grows, the potential for changed lives and restored land is great. This is not always an easy journey, but it can be one of the most rewarding. My name is Noah Sanders, and I am a Christian farmer and homesteader. I want to welcome you to the Redeeming the Dirt podcast, the podcast for Christian gardeners, homesteaders, and farmers. Join me as I encourage us to connect our faith in farming through sharing spiritual insights, practical experiences, and inspiring interviews. Let's walk this journey together, seeking to live for Jesus, excel in agriculture, and make disciples. Let's redeem the dirt. Welcome to the Redeeming the Dirt podcast. I'm your host, Noah Sanders, and this week, I'm excited to share with you a Farming God's Way episode. Farming God's Way, also known as Foundations for Farming, is an amazing farming ministry based out of Zimbabwe, Africa, and impacting many people around the world. They focus on teaching very simple agricultural principles based in God's Word, the heart of Jesus, and God's creation. Their teaching and influence are aimed at helping the last, the least, and the lost. And I came across them several years ago and have been greatly impacted by their heart and simple yet impressive agricultural results. I've been blessed to be able to go and visit some of the folks at Farming God's Way and Foundations for Farming over in Zimbabwe several times and would love to have taken some of you with me to go just see and hear um, their heart. But instead, I've been given generous permission from them to be able to share with you some episodes from a Farming God's Way radio series that they produced several years ago that was originally aired on Trans World Radio. So today we're going to share one of those episodes. I pray that you are challenged and encouraged by what you hear today. Let's listen in. Welcome to Farming God's Way, brought to you by Trans World Radio in conjunction with Farming God's Way. This program aims to teach sustainable and profitable farming methods by returning to the Word of God and implementing His ways in all that we do. It is Farming God's Way. I am Joseph Lamini, and together with Craig Dill, we have the privilege of introducing our new program. Hello, Craig. Hello, Joseph. We have with us today a very special friend, an anointed man of God, Brian Oldreve who is the founder of Farming God's Way. Welcome, Brian. Thank you, Craig and Joseph. It's a pleasure to be here. Brian was and still is one of Zimbabwe's most gifted commercial farmers. He holds numerous awards and records for Zimbabwean agriculture, including the record filled maize yield of nearly 14 tons per hectare. However, Brian is a very humble man who attributes all his success to the glory of God. Over the years, Brian's close walk with the Lord over the last two decades has resulted in the birth of Farming God's Way. This direct revelation from God is a sustainable system of agriculture based on using God's principles to farm for profit. Furthermore, the Lord has placed a desire in Brian's heart 
to transfer farming God's way to the rural peasant farmers all over Africa. Brian's vision and heart for the poor people of Africa has inspired many nations to explore and implement farming God's way. Yes, it's been really remarkable. Brian, once again, it is our absolute privilege to be able to sit and talk with you as you share your heart with us today. So Brian, tell me to begin with, what is your background and how did this all begin? It all began way back in 1962 when I left school. I left school and I went tobacco farming. And I farmed tobacco for nearly 20 years. And in that process, I learned a lot about the way to think in farming. And it was a great experience. I enjoyed growing tobacco. And then my wife and I were converted to the Lord Jesus Christ. We received him as our Savior in November 1978. And I had a, a real conscience about growing tobacco because I realized I was growing poison for hundreds of thousands of people. And one night I couldn't sleep. In the middle of the night, I took out my Bible, not long after our conversion. And I read there, the, the scripture for the day was from 1 Corinthians ten thirty one, And there it says, Whatsoever ye do, do all to the glory of God. And I realized I wasn't glorifying God because I knew I was growing poison for so many people. So in the middle of the night, I promised God I'd never grow another leaf of tobacco. And this started a whole process of how I entered into growing food. And it was, it was a great trial because um, God had to sort us out. Basically, God can't use very ambitious, proud young people. And I was very ambitious and very proud. And instead of being blessed, we both thought, oh, we'd get really blessed if we grow food instead of tobacco. But God was wanting to test us, and he was wanting to prepare us for what was to come. So we had two terrible droughts, and we lost a lot of money. And the bank inspectors came and said, if you continue to grow foodstuffs, if you continue to grow foodstuffs, then we'll have to close you down on the Sandfelt Farm low rainfall area. But if you grow tobacco, it'll be fine. And I said to the bank inspector, no, I, I promised God I'd never grow another leaf of tobacco. So then he took me forward to the big board of governors of the bank in Harare. And again, the same procedure went. And I had to say to the board of governors, I've promised God I'd never grow another leaf of tobacco. And so they said I was very responsible because I have a wife and five children, all born in Zimbabwe, and I had to clothe and educate and feed them and look after them. And they said, you're very silly because now you're going to lose your livelihood. And they tried to get me to change my mind. Anyway, I, I decided to trust God, and I gave it up, and we lost everything. And that was a wonderful time in our lives. It, it, it taught us to trust him implicitly. We also lost a lot of our, our reputation and status, and it was a very humbling time. And we couldn't get a job for a while. And then eventually we got a job managing a farm in Matepetepe, north of Harare, about 145 kilometers north of Harare. And they promised they wouldn't grow tobacco, not through any conscientious reasons. And so we went to this farm, and this farm was also in financial trouble. And I had to start uh, this new scene, and I, I looked at what they were doing, and I noticed that they were plowing very deeply with huge plow rooms uh, and these big drag plows. And the soil had collapsed from burning off all the crop residues every year and the soil inversion. We're bringing up big footballs of clods. And so we had to break those down with two harrowings and two rollings at least, very expensive, the soil structure was breaking down, the soil water was running off the surface, and the soil was washing away. Our costs were rising, 
and our yields were going down, we're going out of business. So it was a very serious situation. And so I had to pray to God because we needed the job, we needed to steward that farm. And that's how God started to introduce us to Farming God's Way. It, it came from a knowledge that I'd heard about the zero tillage that had started in the Great Dust Bowl of Texas in the 1930s, and then it spread through into Europe from America and into other countries like South America and Australia. And they introduced it into Africa in the early 70s. Now, this whole drama was taking place in the early 80s. And so when I started to try and implement the system, I went to ask the research community, how can we do this zero tillage? And they said, oh, we tried it in the early 70s, 10 years before, and it doesn't work. It's not feasible for our region. So I felt so desperate. I, I just God gave me faith that I had to try this. And so we started with a small piece. But God also um, showed us through his word and encouraged us. In Romans chapter 1, verses 18 to 22, God in effect says there that if we look at God's natural creation, we're without excuse. There must be a God. And we also see his nature, which means his ways. So I went out and I looked at God's natural creation. Uh, so Brian, what you're saying then, one of the basic principles of farming God's way is, is revolving around the fact that you've looked at God's natural creation and, by, and you follow his ways. So what did you see when you looked at nature? Well, when you go out into the natural bush where there's no plowing and no people, basically, as God meant it to be right back in the beginning, you'll notice that there's no plowing in God's creation. God didn't mean for the soil to be inverted or deeply inverted. And also the second thing you'll notice is the leaves fall down in the ground and the grass dies down and there's a blanket, a cushion over the earth that protects it from the impact of the raindrops and 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 so on. And um, yeah, that's God's blanket, we call it. It's a very important part of the whole system. And once you had um, had this revealed to you, um, you were also had it revealed to you through the Bible the two biblical keys. You call them absolute laws of the Bible, of the well, first one being faithfulness and stewardship, and the second one giving to receive. Could you expand on those a bit? Yes. Um, you know, we, we searched the Bible to find out why is Africa the poorest continent on earth getting poorer. And so when I've looked through the scriptures, there are many scriptures that apply to farming God's way, but two of the most important ones that apply to us is comes from the parable of the talents. Basically, if you're faithful little, God will add to us. If you're unfaithful little, like the one with the one talent, he took it away from that servant who had not used it faithfully, and he gave it to the one with five talents that used those faithfully. So if you faithful little, God will add to you. If you're unfaithful little, he'll take away from you. And that's basically the problem of the poverty of Africa. We haven't been faithful with the very first thing that God's given us, which is the soil, the rainfall, sunshine, and some seed. And if we're faithful to that, that's the beginning of the rebuild. The second one is you have to give to receive. It's not the prosperity gospel. It's not from selfish intent, but God loves a giving heart, and he loves unselfishness. And so when you remove crops from a land, you're removing nutrients, and you must replace those. And it's a whole attitude of life you, you give to receive. Yeah, that sounds wonderful. What, this is all very, very good theology, but, but how do you actually manage to implement that? Have you got some management tools that you use? Yes. 
You know, when God showed me the poverty situation in Africa, which the analysts have confirmed we're the poorest continent on earth getting poorer, yet we have, as a single continent, the more natural resources than any other continent. It's a very serious situation. And so um, when we look at that, and I went to God and I wrestled with him in prayer about it. Uh, and I said, Father, how can we bring Africa out of poverty? And he answered me in a way that doesn't sound very spiritual, but he said, teach Africa to make a profit. And basically that's the bottom line. If your expenditure exceeds your income, you're making a loss. And that happens from our micro level of the poor individual in the field, right up to the corporate level, to national level, to continental level. And so we have to be very brave and face the truth about these things. It's not easy to say these things. And so when I said to the Father, how do we teach Africa to make a profit? He answered me in a, in a wonderful way. He said, um, there are three things that you must do to make a profit. He said three things first. He said, everything we do must be done on time. And the second one was, everything we do must be done well at a high standard. And the third thing is everything we do must be done with a minimum or without wastage. If we get those three um, factors right, those principles right, invariably, God willing, we'll make a profit. And we just have to be honest. In Africa, we're often late. Our standards are way behind the world's standards, and there's a lot of wastage. So we, God is saying to us, let us have faith to change those ethics, those values, those principles, and apply them in a godly way to a whole continent. It's a huge challenge, but we have a huge God, and there's no giant too big for our Lord. And then the, God later on gave us a fourth principle, which deals with the work ethic and the productivity and output from our labor. And that means that we must do everything with joy, because from the book of Nehemiah, we see that he said there that our joy is our strength. And once you understand that it's a joy to farm well, and when you see your standards improve and your timing is there, hope comes into your heart. Once the hope comes and you know there's a possibility coming, uh, hope results in joy, and joy is your strength, and thereby uh, a wonderful productivity and amount of energy is increased, and our whole system starts to implement and go forwards. Yes, I'd even go as far as to say that if you do things on time, at standard, and without waste, joy is a natural consequence of that. Are you? Yeah. Am I right in That's saying exactly that? That's exactly right, yes. Craig. Yeah, well, Brian, this has just been so interesting. And uh, unfortunately, we seem to have uh, run out of time for today. But we want to invite you back for next program where we'll expand on your vision and the way that you teach Farming God's Way. Thank you for being with us. Thank you so much for having me, Craig. Well, I hope you enjoyed today's Farming God's Way episode. If you're interested in learning more of some of the techniques that they may have shared in today's episode or some of the story, we have training videos that you can find at redeemingthedirtacademy.com. If you would like to support the work that Foundations for Farming is doing in Zimbabwe, you can do so through their partnership with Crown Financial Ministries called I Was Hungry. You can go to IWasHungry.net and learn about the amazing program that they've put together where they bring in 30 people from a community and disciple them for two weeks in faith, farming, finances, and family and read 
and listen to some of the amazing testimonies from the people that they have impacted. It's an amazing opportunity to be able to um, to give in a way that promotes a real solution to hunger. And me and my family have been supporting them on a monthly basis because we really love what they're doing and have been over there. We have seen um, the work that they've done, the lives that they've changed, and would encourage you to pray about um, joining and partnering with them at IWasHungry.net. Till next time, this is Noah Sanders. Stay humble, be faithful, and keep redeeming the dirt.